Welcome to the Storyform Podcast. Storyformed is here to celebrate the soul-forming power of imagination, good books, and beauty in the life of your child. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Storyform Podcast. I'm Holly Packiam, and as always, I'm here with Jamie Showmaker. Hello. And it's a special privilege that Jamie and I are actually sitting in the same room today, which usually we are podcasting from afar, but it's so fun to actually be together. It's exciting. We're excited to be together. And we have something very special to tell you about today. We're so excited to have one of our very favorite authors here on the podcast. Um, You've heard us talk often about... Um, Sam Smith of the Green Ember series, and so we are so, so excited to have Sam here with us today. Thank you, Sam, for being here and being willing to join us. I am thrilled to be here. I'm a big fan of Storyformed and and you guys individually, so I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. (laughs) Can you tell us a bit about yourself, Sam? No, I can't. I'm sorry. Um... Yeah, sure. Um, let's see here. Most people say they were born at a very early age, um, but I wasn't. I was uh, I was I was born at a very late period in my life. I was uh, I was overdue quite a bit. I was born in a blizzard. How much detail do you want? Because I mean that's starting starting pretty early. My great grandparents came to this country. Um, no, I, yeah, I'm a dad. I'm just an ordinary dad. Uh, uh, Sam, my name's Sam. Um, uh, there's some debate about what the D stands for in S.D. Smith, and I am not going to reveal that here. Oh. No matter. <laughs> under threat of torture. Um, there's, a, there's a little boy in Florida who thinks my name is Samuel Democracy Smith, and uh, I'm just going to stick with that for now. Okay. <laughs> uh, we live in West Virginia, and I've got a beautiful wife named Gina, and four kids, two girls, two boys, and uh, we we live kind of out in the country, and I love storytelling, I love soccer, chocolate chip cookies, uh, let's see, I think that's all the information my lawyer is saying I'm allowed to reveal this time. <laughs> A lot of our listeners are familiar with your work with The Green Ember and the prequel, The Black Star of Kingston, and the sequel to The Green Ember, Ember Falls. And most of them have been wondering if you're writing the next book and you have some exciting news to share today, right? I do. But now you're setting up like I'm revealing stuff about the next <laughs> book. Now, no matter what I say, whatever whatever the answer is, they're going to be like, oh, oh man. <laughs> Ruined everything, Jamie. Um, no, it really is exciting what you're what, what you're doing. No, you're right. It is, and it means it means more books sooner. I think this this news. Yeah, I'm excited. We're, we're we. I recently decided to leave my day job and strike out as an author full time. Something I've been sort of dreaming about for years, but recently kind of became more of like a decision point when to do it and. And uh, so we, we recently made that decision, and, and so I'm, I'm devoting my time and energy to this vocation of a storyteller, and I'm, I'm super, super excited about that. That is exciting, but you're, you're a father. You have a family of six. Are you worried about taking that step? I mean, isn't that a little bit risky to leave a full-time job to 
to pursue this creative endeavor? It is. Um, it is, uh, and I'm, I'm historically kind of a sort of a conservative person in a lot of ways. I'm, I'm not a big risk taker by, by nature. I'm, I'm kind of an introvert, and I like security um, over, um, you know, over. I'm, I'm not like a bungee jumper or a <laughs> parachuter or anything like that. Um, but I don't even like escalators. They make me so nervous. Um, no, I'm kidding about that. Um, but no, I, I think, uh, the, this calling has been so, so strong, I guess, in my life and, and connecting with kids that have been reading the books and families has been so meaningful to me that I actually have felt pretty good about it, even though I understand intellectually that it's kind of a, a, a risky thing and it's challenging in a lot of ways. But, um, I, you know, I, I go around uh, my friend. I was talking to my friend, uh, the author Indy Wilson, and he he really kind of. Well, I was talking to him about this challenge, and he he put it to me this way. He said, "You know, what would your favorite characters in your story do?" And that really got me going because I because I travel around. I tell kids all the time at that you know talking to these groups. I'll say, you know, look at your look at your life as a story and yourself as a character. And, uh, and and make decisions based on that. Take action. You know what your decisions do matter, even with those limits. And and so I had to. He you know he kind of turned that around on me. And I guess ever since then I've been sort of haunted by that um, that conversation. And you know I decided I've got to kind of put my money where my mouth is and and uh, and say yes to this calling. And step into it. Do I do? I'm aware that it's risky, but I feel like it's a it's a it's a valuable thing, and it's it's worth the risk to try something like this. Yeah, well, we're definitely excited. That yeah, you're we're behind that. you and excited for your new endeavor for sure. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Thank you so much. I I hear Sally Clarkson talk a lot about how she told her children that they are characters in the stories that they you know, need to live out their, their lives as the heroes as of their own lives and, and to act like heroes. And she really tried to inspire them with stories to fill their, their hearts and their souls and their imaginations with these pictures of what a hero looks like and what that, you know, what their lives could be, um, if they emulated those kinds Mm -hmm. of characters. And I've heard you, you know, talk a lot about, about that. Do you, what else, um, you know, I hear you, Go ahead, Holly. Yeah, so I'm just thinking, um, so in light of what Jamie said, how do we see ourselves as a character in God's big narrative in relation to God being the ultimate hero? Like in some ways, you know, we can see ourselves as having a calling and, you know, what what has God called us to do? But ultimately, God's God's the hero in the story. So how do we how do we put those things together? See that see ourselves in, in that big story? Yeah, I think that, that's a great question because it feels like a lot of even children's literature is is sort of oriented towards kids as sort of the center of the universe, right. and so that the world exactly. kind of spirals down uh, into. And you guys, I don't know, you tuned into that, I'm sure, with story story forms doing such a good job of being an antidote, I think, to a lot of the 
you know, this, I don't want to be a, a Debbie Downer, but some of the, the negative trends, you know, in, in, in maybe some modern literature that aren't so helpful, um, that don't really serve kids uh, the, the way that they could. I, and yeah, so I feel like it's important that yeah, kids know that they're not only not just the hero, they're not the author. So there are these tremendous limits on uh, on kids but there that i think what i want to communicate to kids is that that limits are what make characters interesting so you have um you know some of the best uh, i use the example a lot of like superman and superman at some point the the sales of superman comics became you know we're just we're just starting to really dwindle big time uh, because at one point he blew out a sun like a like it was a candle he just kind of blew out a sun mm-hmm. and that doesn't, you know, that doesn't make for too many interesting stories. So what they, they began to pick up again when another element was introduced, and that that element was was kryptonite, and uh, kryptonite made Superman interesting again. I can't think of any Superman stories that would be interesting without kryptonite, right. uh, because we because those limits make for interesting. And I think that's another thing that's squashing every kind of character. If every character is really like omnicompetent, we we want to see competent characters. We do. Um, but we don't want to see like omni people that can do anything like, uh, you know, if, uh, I use the example of like, you don't have to have a hundred pound supermodel that can also like fight and kill everybody. You know, that's, that's kind of happening a lot. It's a little bit of a cliche now. And it's, it's right. not that interesting. What's interesting is if she actually physically can't overcome that. So there has to be some other solution. There's limits make for interesting things. And I think differences and limits are interesting in life and in literature um so yeah so so kids feel that pretty keenly i, I mean i think we all do but we all feel it pretty keenly as in their in their life experience like people tell me when to get up when to brush my teeth what to eat so there's a lot of a lot of limits but i, I want to i'd love to communicate to kids that that's that's normal for characters that we love in a lot of ways and they and what they do is they still make decisions they still take actions and they still change the story even with the limits and that there's this wide range of possibility based on their own decision making that they can they can really impact. It's powerful. I, mean, I don't know. You just show A and B. The the kid that is passive and letting everything happen to him and not you know, looking up to the sort of the reality that they have some um, decisions to make that matter in their life versus the kid you know that 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 does that takes that lays a hold of that adventure and, and even within the limits. And I think that's important to see. I'm 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 small in a big world. I'm a character in a world where where God is the author, um, where Jesus is the ultimate hero, and that I am I have a role to play nonetheless, mm-hmm. and it matters. Yes. And it matters what I do. That mm-hmm. I've always loved stories like that. You can probably pick it up from reading my books, but I always loved Robin Hood. And one thing I loved about Robin Hood always was that Robin Hood was not the king, mm-hmm. and he his whole life was devoted. He was this big hero. And most stories you'd say, well, oh, we're going to find out that Robin Hood is really the lost prince or something. That's like, And that's a cool story, too. I love that because there's ways in which that's really true, too. But I like this story where he's working and he's this noble character sacrificing and he's not the king. He's doing it all for King Richard and all to restore England. And I, don't know, I, I, I think that, that those kinds of stories can be really um inspiring for kids who who have to see themselves their characters in the story but were limited right right you you said something a minute ago you said you know you didn't want to be critical about literature that's out now and i know i've heard you talk about this i know that something that you're passionate about is how we should be 
creators or curators versus critics. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, I think that's really, I think that's super powerful. And, and that that's, it gives me a good chance to talk about a little bit about what you guys do. I just, I feel like what you're doing is curation, you know, you're doing and creation both. And it's different than sort of orienting your life around criticism. I think there's, you know, a, a creator is someone who's just making things. We we all make things. We all make new things in a way. We 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 imitate God, not in the like satanic way of like I want to be like God, but in a, in a I want to be like my Father. I want a, a humble way mm-hmm. that we are sub creators, as Tolkien mm-hmm. talked about. That right. God speaks, and the world is comes into existence, and we do the same kind of thing. I've heard Peter Lightheart talk about you know that we say things like I now pronounce you man and wife, and there's a new world. You know, we say things like I love you and then there are babies, you know, it's it's a it's a there's this we we do things like that. We make things and uh, we will make things like our father did in, in, in humility, like a sub creators. Um, so I think we are we are capable of creation in, in, in sort of modest ways and sometimes like, a, you know, Leonardo da Vinci or someone like Tolkien or something in these really grand ways. So we, we are creators and we're also curators. There are curators are people who don't, you know, you think about a museum, but there are people who say, like, here's something good. Here's something good. I'm going to take care of it and show it to you. And you guys do so much of that at StoryForm. I'm so grateful for you for you doing that, um, you know, in relationship to my work and, and other work that is really just valuable to share. And I'm so thankful for that. But a critic is different, you know, and I think uh, I think a, a critic is someone who's looking for problems. And I just feel like that's a different orientation. Mm-hmm. And again, like people get people immediately are you know going to maybe get their hackles up and say like, wait a second, criticism is right. You know, there's all kinds of criticism in the Bible, and it's. And I think that's true. Uh, criticism is a is a really worthy gesture. Um, it's it's a but it's a pretty crummy posture. It's a pretty crummy way to live life. It's a it's a bad orientation. It's a bad uh, frame of spirit to have. I think. But it's a helpful gesture. It's just like violence. You know, violence is a is a um, is a I think is a is a is a good gesture at times. If there's a well, let's say it's even a, like a a wild dog attacking your kid. Uh, if a wild dog is attacking my child, I'm gonna do something about that, and it might and it's gonna be violent. I think I'm gonna do my best. I'm gonna I will try to stop that dog in violent ways. But I, but I don't want to live my life as a violent man. I don't want to have that be mm-hmm. posture. I don't go around looking for it, but I'll make a gesture. I think criticism is the same way. I think we, we can make good critical gestures, but I think having a critical posture. And that's that postures and gestures thing comes from Andy Crouch. He wrote a book called Culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's amazing. an article online. You can read it. It's wonderful. Um, so I think just being a, being a creator or a curator is a really, really good posture to have in life um, as opposed to being a critic. Um, I just feel like there, there are critics, critics kind of everywhere, um, and that's that's just something that's really uh, we don't need a whole lot more. It's easy to kind of stand on the sidelines and, and and look at the people in the game and say like, oh, here's the things you're doing wrong. Here are the problems. Right. But to but to have an orientation of like, ah, I am uh, I want to get in the game. I want to do something. I want to do something that matters. Uh, it's risky because in the game is where the fans boo. It's where you can make mistakes that everybody sees. Um, but it's the only thing. It's the only place where things get done. It's the only place where you can score touchdowns, where you can win championships. You know, is get in the game. And I think uh, you guys are in the game with your curation, with your creation. And I'm really grateful for that. 
do you, do you think that everybody has the capacity to be a creator or do you think some people are just meant to curate? Do you have a, a thought about that? I don't know. Uh, I think everybody creates in some way, but I think there are people, it feels like to me just based on my limited experience of 40 years that, uh, <laughs> that there are people who are gifted, profoundly gifted in, in, mm-hmm. in curation and, and profoundly gifted in, in a, creation in different ways I feel like there are some people whose orientation is just and maybe it has to do with the the, the uh, spiritual gift of like helps and mm-hmm. that kind of a thing service I think there are people that are just really really uh, we're all called to serve we're all ca- called to help I think we're all called to curate but I think there are some people who God is just gifted in these really profound ways to say like that's what my life is about it's about helping serve um, other people and, and, and bring it forward Sam, do you think, um, along with this, do you and your wife do particular things to help bring about that creative side of your kids or to, to stir up their imagination? We, we do. Uh, it's a good question. People always ask this and I am not ever prepared because you know how, like when you, uh, when you when you're when you're doing things in, in life as kind of a routine and you don't really examine it too much, like I, I'm. Yeah. I'm a like an overthinker, so I've I've been trying to I'm probably overcorrecting from that <laughs> to say like I'm not going to examine every little thing. Yeah, I'm just gonna we're just yeah. gonna live. But yeah, yeah I think yeah. we do. I think there are habits. Uh, there are habits. A lot of them gleaned really from from uh, my wife and and I've both been influenced a lot by Sally Clarkson and Clay. Uh, you know, both through their books and through them personally. Just there, a lot of the things they said. I can remember just the thing that popped into my mind just now was how Sally. I think it was Sally. Maybe it was Clay. One of them. One of them Clarksons. Uh, they they talked about making spaces in in the home that were like were, that were attractive for for reading and that kind right. of a thing. Mm-hmm. That's that's not been a challenge for us particularly because our kids are just like they really we we tricked them into just being really we 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 didn't do the like you have to read now. We did like well if you do this you'll get to read and so we we did a total this psychological operation on them. Uh, our, our, to where they, to where reading was really incentivized, but they they ran with that like wildfire. But sort of creating uh, spaces and um, and times for for reading and opportunities for it, I think a lot of life to me feels like removing obstacles. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think kids want to be creative. They want to mm-hmm. play music. They want to like that's all really interesting things. There's that's not it's interesting. But if you are like on computer games or video games or TV all the time, then it kind of, it saps you, it saps your time and energy. So I think it's a lot of it. It's just like, like with me as a writer, like one of the big things I want to do is just remove obstacles so that kids yeah. and readers can see what I see. And I think just, so I think a lot of stuff that we, we do at home is, is trying to simplify, you know, it's like, if you're going to say yes to something, it means you, you got to say no to like a million other things. Right. Like that's what successful yeah. people do is they say no mm-hmm. all the time. So I think that's that's what we've tried to do is say no to a lot of things and say yes, yes, yes to some some important things. That was some super vague way to answer that question. No, I hope that great. you blew smoke on you there. No, that's good. No, well, you know, here you talked about at story, you know story formed. We do want to be curators and we want to um, support authors who are writing stories that echo the gospel, which your stories do Mm -hmm. so well. And, you know, we want to know how our listeners can help be curators too, by helping you. 
So, you know, what can people who love your work do to help support you and your family and your, what you're doing? That is such a kind question to ask. I'm really, really grateful for that. And I know you guys have a real heart for that. It's a, it's, that means so much to, to us. Um, it, yeah, that there, we, we've been asked that a lot, you know, as we've sort of talked to friends and shared with friends that we're making this decision to sort of to go full time. Um, and we, you know, people have said, how, you know, what can we do to help? And we, we've, we've kind of come up with a pretty simple kind of a thing and we've put it up on our website at sdsmith.net slash gimme five, G I M M E the number five, give me we'll five. We'll put that in our show notes, a link, so that people can get directly to that. Cool, thanks. It's, yeah. But so it's like, give me five. We, we thought of, you know, when, when somebody, when you're encouraging someone, you're like, good job, you, you know, you give them five. And so we kind of turned that into this thing where there are five little things we thought of that would be, that we felt like would be helpful for us as we're kind of launching out doing this full time. And that, uh, I can go through those. You want me to go through those real quick? I'll try to... Yes, that would be great. That'd be wonderful. We'd love to hear them. Okay, so the first one is you know people can pray for us. That's the most important thing, and I can drill down on any of these that you want to follow up on. But um, pray pray for us, and then number two is sign up for our our newsletter. Um, That's a really big one for us. Why is that important for for people to sign up for the newsletter? that well, see, the, the, I can, the short answer to that is it, it establishes like a direct contact between us, between me and the readers. And there are a lot of again talking about removing obstacles, but you know, there's there's Facebook, which is great, um, but Facebook kind of uh, suppresses, it kind of dampens our ability to reach people without paying for it because it's a paying service. Right. It's free, but. But you can't reach people um, on there, and that, they can change their terms anytime. They own it. They own the the, right. the, the, the communication means. And uh, the same with Amazon. Amazon's great. It's a huge store. It's wonderful. People buy there. It's good. Good for us. But it's um, again, they can change their terms any 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 moment. And then we're you know they, they also don't don't um, help us communicate with our with our audience with our readers mm-hmm. so the, the email newsletter list is really important to us because and we try we very serious about not abusing that by like sending too many emails but we but we uh that's just nobody else is curating we own that that's a direct line of communication between us and the reader and so it's really 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 valuable for us um, to and be able to have that for those of you that aren't familiar with the newsletter it's worth signing up for because it is so hilarious I love it. Every time I see it in my inbox, I'm like, yes, I have another newsletter from S.D. Smith. So it's great. We pay our team of writers very, very well. There's a, yeah, they they do a good job. All those, all those guys, man, they do great. What's, what's, what's some more? I know you said you had five. Okay. So how many did we do? We did did two. two. Too. The third one is following social media, and that just because that's the reality of where people are, and it's it's helpful. I'm not sure. I have mixed feelings about it a little bit, but I think that that is a means of staying in touch with folks who, where they are. So if you follow us on Facebook, my um, uh, uh, what am I? SD Smith author at uh, SD Smith author. Author of the uh, green name. Yeah. Facebook.com/slash SD Smith author. That'll get you there. Right. Slash SD Smith author. <laughs> yeah. Just put that stuff in. You'll we'll find link, it. We'll link it. We'll figure it um, out. <laughs> uh, and then on Instagram, you can find me at SD Smithereens. 
and uh, we also have a Green Ember official. The Green Ember official on Instagram is good. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, that's great. But uh, that that helps just because um, you know staying tuned in on the Facebook thing. If you you know there's that there's that way of of, of clicking on the following part and and put um, C first. If you if you're able to do that, that's really helpful because then you're, you have a much higher chance of actually seeing our posts. So it's like. If you go to my page and like the page, then where it says follow, following, you'll see you'll click there, and then if you'll you'll hit the C first, button, that's really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, what's we got? Uh, we've got pray, most important. Then we've got get my newsletter, and then follow on social media, and then number four is leaving a book review or leaving book reviews, mm-hmm. and that that's just profoundly helpful. That's been a big uh, a big key. Again, you know, we. we Amazon is particularly it's it's just and I, I'm I, I know it works because when I buy stuff I if I see a lot of positive reviews right. Right. it's yeah. just it's hard to replace that so that's Amazon, really really valuable Goodreads anywhere that you can leave a book review leave a book review okay on Goodreads and probably um, yeah anywhere on your own blog just reading leaving a little review but it's it sounds intimidating for some people but just going on Amazon and and you know clicking the five stars and leaving a one sentence, this book really, I really love this book. My kids loved it or something like that. Something simple. It doesn't have to be some kind of eloquent thing that somebody like Jamie Showmaker would write, um, <laughs> which she does by the way, which she's great. Um, but just some very, 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 very simple. That, that is really helpful. That's helpful for working authors. That's just, a, that's, that's, that's really powerful. Anyway. And then number five is, uh, if you buy anything at our store, like that's what we're asking people, just buy anything. It doesn't have to be a big deal, a big, big old package or anything. But if you buy something at our store that does help us a lot, you can probably figure out why, you know, Amazon takes kind of a big chunk. So mm-hmm. that's the most helpful for us as far as financially. And that, that helps us kind of keep going. And we're, cool deals like right now um and we can we kind of always be having some kind of a deal but we have these big like um if people want to share things we're doing this deal either in hardcover or softcover where people can buy five of each mm-hmm. and and when you buy five of each we have this really steep discount for that and we're throwing in five of each um audiobook cards they're like little size of a kind of a business card but they're nice mm-hmm. they're nice quality they're kind of glossy and hard and they're mm-hmm. and you those can make good Christmas presents, you know, all those things you can, if you wanted to get your Christmas shopping kind of out of the way, then, um, or for, for some kids, you know, then getting a, those sets of five would be, there's a huge amount of savings and that would help us a lot too. That's a great idea. Yeah. Those are the, those are, so those are five things. There's always, those are encouraging things, um, that, that would, that, you know, that make it, um, that are very valuable for us. Thanks for letting me say that. Yeah. Where can they find your store? Um, the store is at sdsmith.net slash store. Okay. Um, right there. That's the best place okay. to look. Sam, how can we pray for you? Thank you so much for asking that, Holly. It means a lot. Um, I feel like there are, we just, we know, I feel like our experience with this has been that God has been answering prayers. It's been three years to the day that we're recording this anyway, since we, first launched the Green Ember Kickstarter and this kind of went on this journey of sharing this stuff in public. And it's been an incredible, what we've seen is God has just answered prayers and he's answered prayers for us as a family, for me that, that I'm going full time now in such a short period of time. It's just incredible. And that is, that is thanks to this incredible audience, this incredible group of friends and allies that have, uh, that have rallied around these stories and, and us so, but we, you know, we, I just, 
I want to keep praying for uh, for big things, God to do big things with these stories, that He would use them in the hearts of kids all across the world, that He would bring light uh, into dark places, that um, that these kids would be inspired to um, to heroic virtue, to simple faith, to longing for the kingdom of God. That he would do amazing things in kids' lives, and, and more than that, that, that he would inspire a lot of kids too, to um, to want to take on a sort of a mantle of storytellers and shape their culture in, in ways that are just profound and good and beautiful and true. That's a real prayer for us, big big time. But I, I think for us as a family, uh, we you know we just we want to stay together. We want to love each other. We want to um, navigate the waters of sort of uh, that can be turbulent as far as travel and and, and um, intensity of sort of doing things, um, being a big thing uh, from a small base. Um, and really, I think what's really helpful is a lot of people when they pray when they come up to me they'll they'll, they'll say I'm praying for you. And I'm praying for your family. And that means so much to me and to us that people realize that it's not just me out here. It's I, some isolated Lone Ranger. Mm-hmm. And you guys know what that's like. As, since you're out here doing this kind of work and you've got families that are your first priority. And my family yeah. is definitely my first priority. Definitely the first province of my stewardship before God is in my family. And I want everything else to fail before I fail there. And, you know, we're just ordinary people, ordinary man, ordinary woman and kids with the same kind of problems everybody else has, same kind of challenges. And uh, so, yeah, praying for us as a family um, that God would give us uh, grace and rest and mercy and um, and peace is is um, tremendously appreciated. Thank you so much for asking that. What is what is something that you wish your fans or our listeners knew about you? I um just just how handsome I really am I think is probably no, no, no. um I knew it they've already seen there I just knew it they, yeah they they've seen pictures they know that's <laughs> they know that's a lot um now I just I feel like I want them to know that 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 we really are allies that we think of, that we are allies to them I think people feel like that about us and mm-hmm. um that they want to be out, you know, support us and everything. And I feel that way about them. I want to be their ally that, that, that you guys, that these the families, readers uh, are very, very special to me. And I'm genuinely on your side. I wish that, well, I hope, I hope that my readers feel loved. I hope they feel respected because I really do love and respect them so much. And, um, one of the things I love most about this vocation is that I don't have to lie. Like I don't, even though I'm a storyteller, and that's kind of a, that's sort of implied there. But I, I really don't. I don't have to. I don't have to. Uh, I don't have to pretend to to like this. Um, I don't have to pretend to um, love the readers, the kids, the and families that read my. Book. I really do. I can be just exactly who I am. Um, I, like I said before, I'm a pretty simple man. Um, but I want to be a servant. I want to be a storyteller. And God has put his hand on me in this way and called me to this. And I feel um, privileged about it. And I want to be, um, I want to be a servant. I want to, I want to, I want to operate out of love and service to these families. And I want them to feel that I'm, that I'm on their side. 
Well, Sam, we get questions occasionally about you and your books, and we love to review them and talk about them at StoryForum. But one of the questions um, that we've received is, what do you read aloud to your children? Mm, nothing. I don't read it aloud. <laughs> I have, actually can't read. I haven't learned to read yet, but I, I think it's important for other people, too. Um, boy, what do I read aloud? The last thing I... I just the Bible, just all the time. The Bible. That's what we read in our home. Actually, that is what I'm reading to them right now. Um, Gina usually does most of the read aloud stuff. She's, you know, our youngest ones. You know how you do the we're the the the, the normal sort of Chronicles of Narnia family, but we've done it in all these sort of stages. We've got a 14 year old. Yeah, yeah. And a, right. So we're doing that again. So she's reading. I think she's reading. Uh, uh, in their morning time for school, she's reading um, The Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe right now, I think, for, because our littlest is five, and she's mm-hmm. just coming into that. Mm-hmm. The last book I read aloud to the family was The Hobbit, um, if I'm not mistaken. But we do do a lot of read aloud. It's, it's, it's definitely a big part of our family. Mostly, Gina does it. When I'm telling stories to the kids, it's usually improvised. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how actually that's how we we got the green ember was I started doing that and and I'm, t- I'm so I'm telling my little girl stories about the girl with golden wings and Chance the dog and th- those sorts sorts of stories uh, I stuff that just come up upon the fly. Do you do you test out new ideas on them as in, when you're in the writing process? I, d- I don't as much as you would think like that that you would think that that would do that because that makes sense and that's logical and it would be really valuable but. I'm, <laughs> Because I'm a profligate moron, I don't uh, I don't do that as much as I should. I, I kind of do, but it's more like what what happens is I you know I'll tell them stories just in the moment. I can't I can't overthink it. I've got to can't be thinking about too much, but I, I'll just sort of tell them stories uh, as they're going to bed or on a walk or that kind of thing. And if it and if it feels magical, then I'll write it down or I'll write little notes to myself. And if that if it kind of builds, if there's a little spark of magic, then then I'll I'll build on it. There's a there's a few that I really like. There's one of t- telling Nora right now, our littlest, called the uh, the Queen of the Queen of Lava Mountain or Queen of Fire Mountain, something like that. And uh, it's I really like it. So maybe you'll maybe you'll see that someday. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I, there's not as I'm not as uh, calculating as, as, I, as I probably should be. <laughs> well, I know our listeners are really excited about what's what's next for you. So they can just go to sdsmith.net. That's right. Give me five slash give me five. Yeah. And figure out how to support you. And um, I know they're expecting great things. What, what are we going to see from you in the coming months and years? Well, I'm just going to pl- I'm just going to pretend like the next book's going to be coming out at any moment. But I'm just going to do that for about. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you. <laughs> it's just going to be about yeah, about ten years, and I'm just going to every. I'm just going to keep giving little hints, and it's it's going to be all done at some point here in the future. But I'm not going to release. It. I'm just going to hold on to it just because I'm an addictive evil man. Um, no, it's yeah, we're working on book three really, really hard and, and um it's, it's being we're kind of in the editing process right now and I am excited to share it with um with some early readers to kind of get good feedback. But um but yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be out before too terrible long. I I can't say the date for sure because I'm not one hundred percent sure, but I hope um that in sometime in the first part of two thousand eighteen I just did it. I what am I doing? I'm doing it. Yeah. 
doing it. So sometime in the first uh, six months of 2018, I, I hope, Lord willing, that we'll have book three out. I'm very, very excited to share it. I'm really, really enjoying it. Well, Sam, we're so grateful that you were here with us. Are any last thoughts you want to share as we're wrapping up? Don't eat dirt, kids. <laughs> it looks delicious, but just from experience, I know that it's not it's not the right thing. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. But thank you. I just want to say thank you to you guys. You, you know, from from way back. Um, I know Holly, you've, you've, you're, you and your girls have been super encouraging in a number of different ways about the books. Um, I was so amazed that your girls, like, I don't know if it was one of them or two of them together wrote, um, music to this, to the, to the green ember, sort of the oath and the green ember and a long time ago. And, and, and Sophie put, uh, put our book on her podcast. Uh, I loved listening to that. That was so cool. Um, she did such a great job. All those books were so interesting to us. We added several to our list because of that. And, uh, so you've been a huge encouragement and story form from the beginning, um, from Sarah and Sally has been so, so uh, powerful for us, such a powerful ally. And Jamie's just been a tremendous friend to us, been so, so supportive. She's been an early reader and editor and uh, all around encourager. And so you guys have just been uh, amazing for us. And, and uh, you are like the epitome of what a curator um, or what curators are. So I, you know, this is we. It's impossible to do this kind of thing with without people like you and and your listeners. And so we are profoundly grateful. Thank you so much. We're grateful for you too, Sam, and for your stories. Thank yeah, you. We're so grateful. Um, we're a huge fan in our house, yes. and we're so looking forward to to the next book, whenever it whenever it comes out. Yes. <laughs> Ten years. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> we'll be waiting for a little while. Right. <laughs> well, thanks again, Sam. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, ladies. Okay. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to check out our website at storyform.com for show notes and like us on our Storyform Facebook page and follow us at Storyformed Home on Instagram. Please rate us on iTunes and leave a comment so that others can find out about us too. May you and your family be Storyformed. <laughs>